I'm TJ Walsh, and you're listening to the Bold Creatives Collective podcast. Take a front row seat to hear conversations with successful musicians, producers, actors, visual artists, designers, directors, marketers, and more, and learn about their perspectives and approach to leadership, creativity, innovation, and growth. Let's dive in. I'm so excited for this conversation. We have with us Raquel Sarebrenik. Uh, from Four Art Partners, um, and their story for Art Partners started with the idea to support artists and creatives and their legacies. That's something that is really important and dear to my heart too. How can we, as creative leaders, really instill on the world um, our mark and our impact so that it lasts longer than than we are and longer than even the work that we put out into the world. And I'm really excited to talk with Raquel about her work uh, with artists and creatives. She has a really, really interesting um, model, uh, business model, uh, organizational model that she developed with a couple other partners um, to really help artists uh, establish their brand um, and uh, make something of themselves and for themselves. So Raquel, welcome to uh, Bull Greatest Collective. I'm so glad that you're here. Can you just give us a little bit of an idea of who you are? Um, and then we'll have a little bit of a conversation. Absolutely. And it's such an honor to be here with you, TJ. I'm so passionate about these topics. And I mean, you yourself uh, are a wonderful leader and work with artists and creatives all the time. So it's amazing to have the opportunity to share and exchange ideas and and see how we can better, you know, our practices, uh, but also see if we can support and help other people out there, uh, you know, grow their businesses too. So by way of background, I'm originally from Colombia. I'm an art historian and cultural developer. So that's my training. And when I graduated and even before I I graduated from my bachelor's degree I had already started working with a few artist foundations and by that I mean artists who had either passed or were in the later stages of their careers and had built organizations usually nonprofit organizations whose mission was to conserve and protect the legacy that they had built mm-hmm. in addition of supporting other charities and, and other missions in their lives as well. So through my work in that specific niche, I started understanding how important it was to develop these organizations, support them and help them grow financially because if they were successful, they were making so many people around them successful as yeah. well. Too. And then on the flip side, I was noticing that there were artists or creatives who did not plan uh, their legacy, who, you know, for reasons that, you know, not good or bad, but I could mm-hmm. see, you know, the effect on their families, the people that right. worked with them uh, for that lack of planning uh, as well. So through my education in art school, I also started noticing how some artists, a very young entrepreneurial mindset, had difficulties in building their art practice as a business and not just the creative side, which they were very wonderful at. So right. fast forward to, you know, a few years ago, I got together with three other 
amazing women in different areas that complement each other. And that's when we started for our partners, each of us with very different skill sets mm-hmm. that support each other. And we kind of like come together and strategize on how different artists and legacies as well can continue to grow throughout the years. So that's just a little bit of a snapshot. And, you know, between all that, so many other things, but right. I'll leave it at that for now. <laughs> right. No, that's really, that's really helpful for us to get an idea of where you're coming from, your background and what you have observed throughout your time as, you know, an art student, uh, art historian, um, working with artists and seeing where there might be gaps in their, in their practices or in their, even just perspectives of themselves and what they have to offer um, and, and bringing along, walking alongside of them uh, to help them realize that if they slowed down a little bit and considered some other things other than just the stuff that they make, um, their impact on the world around them will be or could be so much greater. And then also, it sounds like you believe and have seen that if they pay attention to these things, their livelihood, their lifestyle um, can be benefited yeah. as well so that they can continue to do the thing that they're really good at, which is making art, um, whatever, whatever that looks like for them. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, it's not for everyone, right? The nice thing and the wonderful thing about art is that it's so, you know, broad and it can mean different things to different people. Right. So maybe as an artist, some people, have a vision of, I just want to create, I don't really care about the growth or, you know, the business aspect of it. Some people are very very focused on how can I grow financially through this? Others, you know, their goal is just to be an exhibiting artist as Mm -hmm. well. So Mm -hmm. I think it's important to know who you are and what you want to pursue. Right. Well, because if you have that vision and you know, once you know, you want to achieve that vision and that goal, you'll know who to partner with to get there. You'll know who to talk to. Yeah. You know, and no path is easy, but as at least if you know a little bit of what you're looking for, you can find people that can help you. That can help. Right. Yeah. I something that that as you were just talking there about the different um the different ways people might want to set up their life as an artist, you know, the word purpose came to my mind, mm-hmm. right? Because then you started thinking, or you started talking about uh, vision and mission um, a little bit in, in what you were just saying, but the word purpose came to my mind um, mm-hmm. as well. And I think something that, Uh, I often talk to people about before you even get to mission, um, you have to understand your purpose, right? The, the, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Right. And until you understand your purpose, you're not going to be able to articulate your mission or, um, you know, promote your vision uh, Mm -hmm. super effectively. And you named several different broad categories of purposes, right? Why am I, why am I making art? Why am I making the artwork that I am making? What is my purpose for doing this? Um, it could be just for me, or it mm-hmm. could be 
different. It could be, I want to make my living off of this, or I want to make a, a bigger uh, impact. Um, and I think for our conversation, and it's not too uh, at all, because I think people who are just making art for themselves, really, and if anyone else benefits from it, that's extra. Um, I think they can benefit from our conversation too. But mm -hmm. for people who want to take their art and get it out into the world um, more broadly, the idea of building a brand uh, or a platform uh, on which you can stand, I think is really, really important. And in order to do that, you have to understand purpose and then mission and vision. Um, I'm wondering if you have any thoughts about um, artists and the importance of building brands. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, ditto on everything that you just said, because purpose yeah. is so important. And not only as an artist, every single human being needs some sort of some sort of purpose. I think for so long, art or the term art, the in, the art industry, if you wanted to be an artist, you were seeing a little bit of an outcast in terms of professional career as well. And in right. a lot of conversations, oh, you're an artist. Okay, good for you. Good luck. As opposed to if you're like a lawyer or an engineer or, you know, a software developer, yeah. which it, people feel a little bit more, quote unquote, secure in terms of our career path. But I see art and artists have as very tangible career you know, opportunities. I, I think the biggest part of it is through that narrative, the art world and artists themselves and us people that work in that industry believed what everyone else in the professional world was saying. And we didn't start practicing art as a profession, as opposed to like a hobby or a passion, right. which is fine. But as an artist, you need to take the same steps as someone that is building their own business. You are an entrepreneur and you need to know, you know, we talked about purpose and mission and vision. All of those things come along when you're building a company, right? Yeah. And companies are kind of like entities and they're alive and they evolve and the mission and the vision and all of these values can evolve with them. But it's important that you have them from the mm -hmm. beginning so that yeah. you know where you're going and your purpose is very important because it's what aligns you with everyone else and gives people the opportunity to understand where you're going to and why you're doing things too. So the first thing that I've tried to do and with forward partners is kind of like erase that mentality of, you know, we're artists, we're outcasts, we do things mm -hmm. differently as well. And I do think both worlds can merge. And a lot of right. what we do at 4AP is trying to apply principles of brand building, of yeah. the luxury yeah. world, as well to art so that in the future, artists can build out of their brands as well. I also think a really important aspect, which is very well connected, is the fact of build that building a community around your brand and yourself could really help you accelerate your growth too. Sure, and I sure. think right now, the idea of community is so democratized. You can build community in so many different platforms and yeah. you don't need to stand in like a, the middle of the square and yell and attract people to do that anymore. Right. You can do it through a blog. You can do it through posting. You can do it through newsletters. 
So there's so many opportunities to build that community. But I think those two elements, starting with, you know, who am I? What's my vision? What's my mission? Training yourself on those business aspects and concepts, and then starting to build your community. If you have those two things and you build them well, it's so powerful for For artists that want to grow in this, you know, path. Yeah, I think I think a lot about um, something that was taught to me when I was learning how to uh, build community and to get myself out there is the no like and trust factor mm-hmm. um, where people first need to get to know you right and know who you are what you're about they need to then like what you're doing right so they need to have some buy-in to what you're doing and then they need to trust that what you're doing and what you're putting out into the world um, is something that they want to invest in before mm-hmm. they make an investment in your artwork so it's not necessarily just as easy as painting a picture um, Mm. or making a sculpture or you know uh, composing a piece of music for someone it has to be much more uh, incorporated into everything else you do uh, Mm. and are about right Mm. I think I was telling you Um, when we were initially having a conversation with one another about how I collect artwork, right? So I am someone who is trying to build a a collection, not just like, not just random pieces of work, but I want to have a collection. And in order to do that, I need to really know about the artist that I am engaging with and considering bringing into my into my space right and so I do a lot of research on them I like to understand who they are I like to meet them if possible right so that I can then more more so like what they're doing and then trust that my investment is going to be is going to be good and if I can't get a sense of who they are that's going to be really difficult for me to bring in a piece of artwork even if I think that it is a nice looking piece of work. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you remind me of a very important aspect of all of this, which is I speak with so many artists and, you know, artists from established ones to, you know, young artists that Mm -hmm. are just up and coming people that are just starting. And I always ask like, who's your audience? Who do you want or envision having your work of art hanging or, if we develop a product or a collaboration with someone, who do you want to, who do you envision wearing your art, wearing your designs, your collaborations? And really not a lot of people can answer that question. But if you think about the commercial world and brands and even doctors and lawyers, everyone has a niche, you know, who's your audience, who's your customer, who's your client. And with artists, what happens from my experience is that, you know, oftentimes the response I get is my audience is people that collect art. Right. Where that's that's like going to a Dolce Gabbana and saying, who's your audience? And them saying that people that buy purses. <laughs> you know? Right. So if you don't know who, what your story is, what your narrative, what your narrative is as well, you don't know who to target or who to sell to mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's not clear to you. So if it's not clear to you, how is it going to be clear to someone else? 
right. as well. And it, it it's fine that you want everyone to collect your art and maybe you can get there as well. Sure. But at least when you're starting or when you want to grow in a more commercial setting, you do need to know uh, who you're targeting and who you want your story to resonate with too. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what you're saying of like, does this speak to me? Well, who are you TJ? And you know, maybe an artist speaks to you versus another one doesn't. Right. Well, so it's beautiful that with art, as opposed to other industries, we have the advantage of storytelling Mm -hmm. and storytelling that comes from the heart and from experience. And it's not invented. It really comes from a human yeah. side of the art yeah well. yeah 100% that's so and and because we know how to tell stories as artists through mm-hmm. our work right you would think that it is maybe a little easier for us to understand these other concepts that you're talking about which is you know who is who is our audience who is the person we're we're telling the story to right really thinking mm-hmm. about that but i think what i notice um, is a resistance uh, or a hesitation by artists to embrace the idea that a niche is a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least not a harmful thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure what what that is about. Uh, do you have any sense of why there might be some resistance uh, from artists to say, okay, in order for me to get my work out there more or make more sales or get a deeper audience, I need to, I need to really think through this. Yeah, no, it's push back sometimes. It's very interesting. I think one of the reasons could be that historically those decisions have not been made by artists. They have been made by dealers, the galleries that represent them the people that buy them. So we've never put a, almost like the weight of that decision-making on the artist ever. Right. That from a few years back till now, which really you've seen a boom on artists retaking their narrative, being able to sell and you know commercialize their artwork in different avenues, not necessarily through a dealer or a gallerist or a you know, other more traditional avenues of selling art. So now for the first time in a very long time, the artist finds him, herself, themselves with, you know, this kind of like pivotal decision-making point that they had never had to do before. So, and and it's difficult. It's difficult to answer that question, but if you've never thought about it, it's even more difficult now. And two, it's really hard to put artists in boxes yeah, <laughs> you know, and say, this is who you are. And this is what I want to sell to me. But that's true, not only for artists, a lot of people have fear of being, you know, put in a box or just focusing on one thing, because you're always thinking, what else am I going to leave right. out? Right. Well, but I think a really important thing to do and a good exercise that I always tell people who I feel like need to develop their story a little bit more is sit down and write your story like if you were writing your memoir, right? And then once you're done through that process, read through it and highlight words that Mm. you see repeat themselves Mm -hmm. or anecdotes that you think are very similar from year to year or different occasions, friends, brands that you mention or 
opportunities that you've gotten and through those connections on your own story you start seeing what your preferences are your values you know and maybe through that exercise you can find your niche or your target audience right that really it really starts to emerge through that process i'm just thinking about how empowering this actually is for uh an artist or a practitioner Mm -hmm. in the arts to actually have now the ability to really for themselves articulate what they're doing, right? Because like what you were saying is so true for so long, right? The avenue for, for selling your work um, has been through the white box spaces, right? The galleries or uh, a dealer or, you know, some other more traditional mechanism. And they were the ones or, you know, still are the ones who make some of the decisions. They're the ones that have the clients and know what kind of clients come into the space. And so who are they able to move out of that space um, Mm -hmm. and then turn a profit? And I think that that is, it's obviously still a really viable way of going about selling your artwork for sure. I'm friends with so many different amazing gallerists and art advisors myself, and they do such amazing work. Mm -hmm. But now today there is also, in addition to all of that, so many more uh, possibilities for artists to get their work out there and, and have control over you know how it's how it is seen and who sees it and so i think this process that is maybe so scary on the um on the face of it uh thinking about these things and considering um these decisions is actually a really empowering opportunity for artists to know themselves better and then i'm thinking beyond just knowing yourself better and feeling empowered about having that control and license over your work it also has the opportunity to enhance your work and the quality Mm -hmm. of it because you're getting to know yourself even more and you can deepen it um and clarify it even more so it it becomes stronger too absolutely and you know galleries are amazing and as you said the work that they do it's really hard work that they (laughs) do and you know it's really not easy so of course they're very important and I think the difference now it's more of a conversation I know artists were represented by galleries and the guy I'll ask the galleries who is this artist and they'll tell me something completely different than what the artist actually (laughs) thinks of themselves but I think that's starting to disappear and it's starting to be more of a dialogue between the artists the curators the gallerists on set and as you said so many more opportunities and avenues for artists to also promote themselves and not only rely on one avenue as well, which is if that's what you want to do, that's completely fine. But if you're someone that is looking for other things, those exist now. So 100% make use of them. And, you know, I always, when I started working with an artist or an artist's legacy, the first thing we do is always a few interviews with different people in their lives. It could be family, it could be partners, it could be, you know, friends. And we start building kind of like a profile or picture of who this person is as an artist as well. And the people that you view yourself is very different 
how someone else views you and their relationship to you. So the other thing is artists work by themselves is, you know, could be very lonely sometimes and it could right. be scary to go out and seek people and ask for feedback uh, or just ask, how do you view my art? What do you think of me? Who do you think uh, I should partner with? What do you think my values are? So I always encourage artists like go out and ask those questions mm. uh, as well because maybe you'll get amazing feedback right right yeah not just what do you think about this this piece of work that i just made but more like when you think about me what comes to mind what words or adjectives come to mind that that describe me in your mind right or you know like you know what sense do you get of me when when we're spending time together um those kinds of those kinds of things can really be helpful um, to understand what kind of energy you're putting out into the space, what kind of um, what kind of impact are you making on people's uh, minds and hearts after you after you leave, um, and that can be really um, informative to your art mm-hmm. practice and also your your business. Uh huh, a hundred percent. I think at the end of the day. People buy your art because they love it. And mm-hmm. to them, it looks beautiful and they connect with the aesthetic part of it. Right. And, but more than that is because they connected with who you are and your story and your essence. And that is true for everything other than art too. Like you would never yeah. go to a lawyer that you don't feel comfortable. You don't know their story, their experience, even though their work could be amazing you know, in text, you want to know who the person is behind you, same as a doctor, same as, you know, an engineer, everyone else. So with brand building, that's specifically true. And there's a lot of examples in the commercial world about how people, you know, you could have black t-shirts being sold by 300 different brands, but you're not buying from 300 different brands, you're buying from one or two. And it's because- not only you like the black t-shirt, but you connect with their values, their story and who they are as a brand. Yeah, for sure. So I'm wondering what might be some branding or networking tips or maybe some strategies that you can offer to anyone who is resonating with our conversation today um, that might have a quick uh, or a quicker return on the time and effort that they're going to put in to it um, so that they can maybe get a taste of of what it's of what it's like to do some of this work for themselves. Absolutely. I mean, I think the first thing is writing your story, as we said, yeah. highlighting, you know, the key terms that you see, storylines, and then nailing that down to a couple of sentences. Think about it as your slogan. If you have to pick on a slogan for your life that says or tells people who you are, you know, in just a few words, then you've really nailed it down. And that can help you simplify it, but also not simplify in the way that, you know, there's no meaning or it's not deep. You know where that came from, but through that process of simplifying your story in just a few words, you will see how much that will help you find your brand values and not in terms of commercial brand, but as personal identity or brand identity as well. I think in terms of networking, 
you know, so many people ask me this question and some people think it's right or not, but I'll give it to everyone and they can take it with a grain of salt. I really think as artists and people working in the art world, we tend to think that the way to network is meeting people in the industry. But the reality of it is I always suggest that artists network with people that are not in the art industry. Because if you think, for example, if you're an artist and your whole story is how you were obsessed with the moon and space engineering and, you know, astronauts and your work is around that and your investigation and research is around that. Why wouldn't you go network with people that are in that area, right? right. Because one, you can learn so many new things. <laughs> You'll make new friends, but yeah. also that is your target audience. Those that are is. the people that will connect with your art. Art world people, they're going to help you in other ways and you can connect with them professionally, but they're not necessarily going to connect with your story right. so much. So I always tell artists, go and network with people outside of the art world, you know, or in addition to of other things that make you passionate, right? right? I know artists that... Their passion is nature and sustainability. I know others whose passions is architecture and design as well. And through that, you start learning connections and learning about brands that you can collaborate with, collectors that you otherwise wouldn't have met. Well, So I think those two things, like the story and that networking tip, and how you do that, a simple Google research in your area about right. that need yeah. around that topic. That's yeah. how you start. Yeah. And something that I find to be really important in terms of in terms of networking and building relationships with people is to actually start by being more interested in them and mm-hmm. their story. Don't go in there like, you know hot and heavy with your sales pitch, right? But actually really want to want to get to know those people, show interest in what they're doing, start a start a dialogue with them. And then over time, you'll get to talk about your your story and your purpose and your and your vision. Um, but I find in all the work that I do, all of my work, in all of the areas that I work in is all about relationships and, and establishing long lasting um, effective relationships. And I find that the easiest way for me to do that is to show an interest in the person before I try to get them to show an interest in me. A hundred percent. Right. You know, I, I think it's so much better to be, you know, a big fish in a little pond rather than a little fish in a big pond so if you are the one artist in this circle of network you know and you're the only one that does what you do but you come to that networking event and launch whatever it is the gathering from a perspective of i'm an artist and i'm researching this topic and i want to learn from you rather than, oh, you're my target audience, I want to sell. You're you're going to start building long-term relationships that are then going to become collectors and are then going to want to help you. And they're probably one of the only artists 
you are probably one of the only artists they know about right. as opposed to if you go if you only go to art networking events you're going to be one of a thousand yeah as well so it's looking at ways to strategically highlight what you do and and be different and stand out so yes. i'm not saying don't go and you know not network sure. Sure. in the art world but not only focus on that right right i was going to say both both things are important but as far as trying to get people to think a little bit differently and try different things i think they're used to doing the art world networking a little bit more than what we're talking about which is tapping into new circles mm-hmm. and thinking about um you know what your work is about in a different way like who is actually interested in this where can this fit Exactly. Right, is more important. So really quickly before we before we end, I want to ask one more question about, you know, once they get this networking piece down, once they synthesize their story into a, into a sentence or two or a few words, how can they then capitalize on that further with someone like you and your partners at for art partners? How mm-hmm. do you then work with people um, after they've gotten themselves a little bit down the road? Yeah, that's a great question. So right now for AP, we're really focusing either on artist legacies, people that, you know, already have career record that you can see their art, you talk to them, they have very clear, you know, who they are and what they did throughout their lives. And when it's emerging artists or artists that are still Life, of course, for us, they, the line of where we said, okay, we want to start working with you is really knowing that they know who they are and that when you see the artwork, it connects to one another. So right. it's kind of like you're past that exploration of, I don't know who I am. I'm finding myself because for us, we come from a business standpoint, right? And we understand art and we combine both things and we are kind of like the bridge between the commercial and business world and then the art world and the creative side. But it's very hard for us to start working with an artist that doesn't know so much about themselves or that one day is doing something and the next day is doing something else. Because from business and commercial standpoint, when you go out and build a strategy, but then two months later, you see the artist completely changes. There's no consistency, right? Right. As well, which is if you're looking for brand collaborations, if you're looking for, I don't know, to build product lines and distribute them through partners. For those people, it's really important to have consistency and be able to tell your story as well. So I would say once, if, if you're still finding yourself and you're experimenting, that's completely fine. And by the way, you you should never stop experimenting either, but through a line that connects everything as well. So I would say once, you know, you start networking, understanding how people see you better, how you see yourself, you have your story, it's start building your brand identity a little bit better. So that could be through color, that could be through texture, through iconography, you know, it could be through storyline as well. But if you don't stand for something or you don't have that purpose, just to title back together, it's very hard for people to say, okay, I'm going to stand behind you and going to partner and collaborate with you. Right. Right. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And I think this is where um, 
you know, you and I have some um, synchronicity a little bit because I work with people on that earlier stage, right? On that earlier place where they're trying to understand who they are, why they're doing what they're doing, what their purpose is. How do we then tell that story in a way that makes a lot of sense, not only just to us, but to other people around so that you can start building that a body of work uh, that has that through line, Raquel, that you're talking about, um, mm-hmm. so that then someone like you um, and your colleagues can really come in and collaborate with that artist to um, put their legacy in, into place and and um, start, you know, developing that that business further. Um, but That's you're totally right. Before you can do anything with it, um, it needs to be really crystallized and synthesized to the point where it can be clearly expressed um, to someone who, um, who can, you know, take you, take you further. So thank you so much for this conversation. I really enjoyed it. You have so much to offer. Can you just tell people where they can find out more about Four Art Partners and what you do, regardless of whether they're ready to kind of connect with you on a professional level? I think a lot of people would like to learn more about your model and um, your story. Absolutely. And thank you so much, TJ. I'm sure we can continue to talk about this topic for For hours and hours because we're both very passionate about it. But I am so honored that you've reached out and that we're having this conversation. I hope it's not the last one. If you want to learn more about 4AP, you can go to our website for artpartners.com. We're on LinkedIn also as for number four artpartners.com and Instagram for artpartners as well. I'm always happy to connect with people and explore avenues of collaboration. So even if someone doesn't feel like they're ready, you know, always a conversation or an email yeah. doesn't hurt as well. And I'm, I, I'm usually very transparent. Do I think we can work together or not? And I appreciate that type of transparency towards me as well. So, so important. no judgment in reaching out because that's how we get things done too. But thank you so much, really. Yeah, thank you so much, everybody. It's the Bold Creatives Collective podcast. I'm TJ and I will see you where I see you somewhere. Have a good day, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye.